Welcome to the Mindful Soul Center podcast. My name is Amy Adams. I'm your host and the broadcaster of this podcast. In this episode of the Mindful Soul Center podcast, I interview wellness expert Rachel Ear. In today's episode is part two of the interview. If you haven't listened to part one, Be sure to bookmark it or download it and listen to it later. Today's episode digs deep into charting and how it can empower you and really how you can use this information to change your life. We also discuss depression, choosing a doctor, and working with someone that's appropriate for you. Let's get started. We begin this part of the interview discussing stress and the direct impact that it has on the menstrual cycle. What happens depends on whether you've ovulated or not in that cycle. Uh-huh. So we'll, we'll start with if you have ovulated, because that's the quick one. So if you have ovulated, you're in your luteal phase, that's the phase between ovulation and your next period or the phase in which you might be pregnant. If you get stressed, and it's, it has to be said, it, it's either a long period of stress or a significant event. So it might be you've got a really big exam mm-hmm. um, that impacts your job in some way. Um, it happened to me a few years ago, unfortunately, when my mum rang me up at five o'clock in the morning in tears, absolutely distraught because her cat had just been hit by a car. Oh. Um, and then she was about 100 miles away from me. There was nothing I could do to get. get to her um and when this happens you're i personally think you know your your body hasn't well it's recognized it's not safe for you to be pregnant so it just finishes off the cycle um there's also when you're stressed your cortisol ramps up so there's less base hormone pregnenolone available to make progesterone which can also sort of terminate that cycle so if it's after ovulation you tend to get a very short luteal phase if it's more chronic if it's more of an acute event it tends to be your period starts um, and you won't start cycling until your body feels it's safe and can reset itself right. oh, that's really if you good. haven't yet ovulated and your body's trying to ovulate it tends to sort of knock that off and i see it a lot in people's charts um, when your body's preparing to ovulate you start seeing an increase of production of cervical fluid in your knickers and you feel a bit more moist downstairs mm-hmm. um, and this should be like a peak around ovulation then it sort of cuts up and then you're cuts off and you're dry and some women will get this peak and then it'll drop off and you'll say and then they'll get another peak again you'll say what happened then and they're like oh I had to sit an exam or I got I got some bad news or I I had to do a few really late days at work because it's year end and this is happening or being some other stressful event in their life do we sync up with other people's cycles is the lunar cycle something we dig into all of these different topics. I've got a few friends that live like out in the wild, no electricity. Um, a couple of them live on boats. They don't live near each other, but a lot of them, because they have no artificial light or dark near them, mm-hmm. they all swear that they've synced up with the moon. There is no evidence 
that shows that happens nowadays. There's lunarception, which um, is a way of trying to sort of regulate your cycle and in some cases trying to, to make yourself ovulate around the hormone. I have had clients that swear it works, whether it's a placebo or not, I don't know. But, you know, if having a nightlight on is way less harmful than pumping your body full of drugs and things. <laughs> if, if it works, it works. Um, with, the, with the whole women's syncing up their cycles, you know, studies have shown that that doesn't happen. But again, I've got lots of people that will say to me, um, I've synced up with my housemates, I've synced up with my mum when I was living with her. So whilst there's no sort of data to back it up I think it can happen I think what is more um likely to be going on is that if you think about how we go in and out of phase I mean to sync up with the moon we'd have to have a perfect 29.5 day cycle mm-hmm. um that stays exactly 29.5 days to sync up with your friends you'd both have to have the exact same you know 28 day cycle 26 day cycle 32 day cycle um, I think we probably go through phases where that sort of lines up a bit more and then someone else goes slightly out of phase and then a year later it's maybe going back in or maybe three years later. And it could be that we're looking for that coincidence. But th- the key thing is, regardless of all that, there is no you should be cycling with the full moon. There is no you should be. that. I see people talking about white moon periods and ovulation and red moon periods and ovulation. Yes, if you're using lunarception as a way to try and regulate your cycle, you might want to be focusing on ovulatory activities around the full moon. But it's not that's the case of what it should be. Your body is its own innate being. It's doing its own thing. If you have a healthy cycle, if you know, you're, you're following what's going on, so in your ovulatory phase, you're feeling more open, you're more creative, you're more sociable. Mm -hmm. During your luteal phase, you're not getting PMS, you're more focused, you're more analytical, you're very intuitive. If body's doing the right things at the right time for your cycle and you're working with what your body is telling you, that is far more important than the moon, your friend, whatever else is going on. (laughs) I do want to talk about menopause a little bit, but before we even talk about that, I want to talk about something about after menopause. With the after menopause, um, like my body, I mean, this is my own experience and I don't know if I'm crazy or if this is real. I seem to have, even though I don't go through the full period cycles anymore, I still do feel like I go through like a cycle. I mean, I don't have the same like PMS symptoms and I don't have the actual flow of a period, but my body seems to kind of swell up a few days and then it kind of gets back to normal or is that common do you think or have you ever heard of that <laughs> so i'm gonna start i'm not a menopause post-menopause expert but i have heard of that happening it seems to happen to most people you do still have estrogen happening in your body cells in particular produce a type of estrogen um I've come across so many women saying they're still experiencing cycles after menopause. So whether it's some a mechanism that's inbuilt and it, it stays, or uh-huh. maybe it is the influence of the moon or the, the body, a bit like people talk about muscle memory, you know, your body still has memory of your lymphatic system swelling up at certain times uh-huh. um, like it used to. I'm not sure which, which of those, but I have 
heard so many women say it. And of course, we still do have hormonal imbalances during that time. Um, they're just much easier to deal with when you're still cycling <laughs> because you can right. see what's happening with them. It's a bit harder to sort of look for them and to find them post-menopause. So, you know, if those are still happening, then it totally makes sense that the woman will still go through cycles, what those cycles look like could vary from woman to woman. That's interesting. For me, I mean, menopause was a, like a nightmare, but it was quick. It was just a couple of years, you know, like some people I've heard go through like very long periods of time where they have yeah. really... And some women have 10, 15 years of perimenopause and then the menopause itself is actually only a day, but yeah, I've heard... <laughs> Yeah, it's been Which is why it's important to fix things whilst you're cycling if you can. So I think yoga saved me actually. Uh, it was I think my hormones were really messed up and I I think um well, I know they were messed up, but I think I'm not a scientist or anything, but uh and the way there's like nervous system that's just linked with everything and it it has something to do with our hormones too, like regulating them. And that I think is like fascinating because um I didn't even really learn about that until after I started practicing yoga again. I'd practiced like years and years before and then I quit it. And then, um, and then after like menopause was just such a nightmare. I was like, I have to do something. And I started it and it was really, it took a long, it took a while, but I used to have like headaches and terrible symptoms and very bad things. And then once I started doing yoga regularly, even though it would like knock me out and I'd be tired <laughs> like for a while, I started to not have headaches anymore and, things just started to get better. No more like crazy swings or anything. And it kind of just, now I just felt like a normal person again that just didn't I'm have so a happy to hear that. can be really helpful. I think if we always have some kind of physical activity and do, whether it's yoga or even something else, I think it's definitely going to help and make our transitions to whatever, going from childbirth to, you know, menopause, all of it, I think is going to make a big difference in, in our well-being. It definitely has yeah. an effect on, on that. And we are designed to move, not to sit in a chair for eight hours solid each day. Right. Yeah. It's not what our bodies were designed to do. <laughs> Charting, though, for people mm. who would, like, how would somebody go about doing that? Could they go on your website and find something yep. that will teach them? Yep, there's, there's hundreds of resources. So it depends what level of charting you want to do. So I've got a free cycle chart toolkit on my website that you can go and download. And that's, like, the most basic level, which is making note of what, day you are in your cycle being the first day of your period is day one and then you can just start with the real basics do you have a period or not and how do you feel each day mm. and even at this it sounds really basic but the number of people who didn't know they had pms until they look at four of those basic charts and like, oh oh I hate my partner at the same time each month and it's always three days before my period starts. Maybe I have PMS. Um, I start noticing when they have their energy spikes or libido spikes. I'm like, is that, is that ovulation? And I'm like, yeah, yes, that's the whole point of ovulation. Um, so yeah, that's, that's great. And usually even at the, that basic level, they start connecting what's happening with their body and 
it's really wonderful to see that sort of relationship they have with themselves developing and then you can start adding things in more and more so you can start charting whether you have cervical fluid which shows when your body's trying to ovulate you can add in basal body temperature which shows that you have definitely ovulated or if you're ill you can some people like to add in the moon phase to see where they are in comparison to the moon phase you can also track cervical position this is not one we recommend people do on their own if they're using it to avoid pregnancy um, but you can track what the service is, is doing, whether it's open, closed, hard, soft, up or down. Um, women who do track that can feel for cysts and things. And um, I've had quite a few people now say to me, once they started charting their cervical fluid and they, they knew what was normal for them because we each have our own pattern. I know a lot of textbooks say it's a set pattern, but we all have our, our normal and what's what's normal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've had things happen sort of that look a bit weird or it smells different or it looks different or it's different texture and they can feel certain textures when they, they feel their cervix. They've gone to their doctor and they've discovered abnormal cells really early, but they've managed to get rid of those abnormal cells with lifestyle interventions like de-stressing looking after themselves eating properly Mm -hmm. um, gone back and had a repeat and the abnormal cells have gone so it's really amazing and then the the full symptothermal method which is when you track your cervical fluid and whether you're spotting whether you have a period whether you've got your basal body temperature Mm -hmm. that is very evidence-based and the studies show that if you learn with a teacher such as myself or you know anyone else who's qualified you in that method it's i do see some movement in the numbers but it's 99.2 percent effective to 99.8 percent effective when done properly if you compare that to the pill which is 98 percent effective if taken properly and condoms which is 97 percent effective wow. um, and you can use it to choose to avoid pregnancy or to get pregnant because the number of people who are trying in the wrong point of their cycle <laughs> is quite surprising. And also, and this is what I really love about it, you can tell so much that is going on with hormones, with inflammation, with stress, mm-hmm. without having to time blood tests or pay for expensive tests or you know, trying to get to their doctor to get the tests. You can start seeing things in the, in the cycle charts and they can start working on the things that could be causing that and you know every few months you start seeing the improvements so it might be that their temperatures are improved at a certain phase or you know the, the phase is lengthening to, or shortened to the length that looks right for them mm-hmm. that's amazing though really just being in touch with your body and knowing uh, about it to be like a preventative not just for a pregnancy but for like the whole with the abnormal cells and everything i find that completely fascinating amazing what you can see from them and even if you're just doing like the high level how am I feeling the number of people that have said it's improved their relationships because they know they're more combative or argumentative at a certain time so they're going to make an effort not to to go down that route and wait until they're in the sort of clear period and they can express themselves more clearly and there are times when we do communicate better and you can actually optimize your life around your cycle. So like Mm -hmm. if you've got a presentation to do or you've got a first date, you want to do that in your follicular phase leading up to ovulation Mm -hmm. or around around ovulation. If you want to negotiate a pay rise, you're going to be a much better communicator when you're ovulating. So that's when you want to ask. (laughs) 
Wow. That's, that's amazing. Gosh, I wish I knew all of this stuff back then. <laughs> so. I know. It's just, oh, I think we're so lucky to have cycles. I know it's people that I hate having a menstrual cycle, but there are so many, we've got a window into what's happening in our, with our health, with our fertility, right. um, what's, ha- you know, what we can work with to achieve so much more. And yet it feels like, people are blind to it yeah i just think it's got kind of lost somewhere along the way there's no avoiding getting personal when you're talking about periods and womb health uh every single month when i would have my cycle i actually would like feel like the exact precise like second when it would start. The only way I can kind of describe it, it's almost like when something goes like, pop. I mean, is that common? Is that, do yeah. You, yeah, okay. Yeah, your hormones have suddenly dropped off, in particular progesterone. So some, some women suddenly feel literally like their energy levels have literally plummet and within minutes, they're like, oh, I need to go. Salute. Mm-hmm. Some people, yeah, they feel physically, oh, you know, my period's about to start and it does. Um, I also know people as well who just know that they're pregnant. It'll just hit them like, oh, I'm pregnant. Uh, and they're right. And right. I've had loads of clients who will tell me, I know I'm ovulating right now. And we think that's a 15 minute process, but you wow. can, there is actually a lymph node that's filled up in the leg. So you can actually sort of feel to have not. It's, ah. it's not, you know, bang on 100% of the time you feel that lymph node come up they're right. definitely ovulating but you'd need you'd need to ultrasound it to know for sure but you know it matches up with their their chart and they're right. like yeah i'm ovulating i know i am um wow. it might be that their libido suddenly kicked in or something but uh, yeah <laughs> but there are definitely a large number of women that are really aware um i i tend to know like a day ahead i'm like okay i can feel things changing oh. it's gonna start with today or tomorrow that's the wonderful thing about charting as well because you can if you've got regular cycle you can kind of guess when you're going to start <laughs> right I used to do that sometimes but then I would get lazy <laughs> you know? when I was doing it like back in the day you know, I didn't have an app or I didn't have any like downloads <laughs> I don't use an app I still use paper charts oh do you okay mm. Yeah, I prefer it because I can use my own descriptions. I don't I think it's really amazing. I think it's so great. I would encourage everyone now, whoever is listening to this, to chart. <laughs> chart away. I yeah. mean, I Even love Even if the it's fact that, that basic level, it's just it's mind-blowing how much information you can get. I think really being in touch with your body is so important. I had phases in my life where sometimes I was really aware of things, especially... I think around the time where I was deciding whether or not I was going to have kids or not, that was kind of like a more important part for me to kind of like know what was going on and think about it. And if I was going to do it, if I wasn't going to do it, there were chunks of time on either side of that. I wasn't really like aware of, of all of the nuances that you can know from doing that I think that's amazing like I could just talk to you all night because (laughs) you have so much information and you're so interesting like it's just so fascinating to me I love talking about periods that's fine (laughs) that's why you're the period whisperer 
In the next segment of the interview, we discuss natural health and finding the appropriate person to work with in the medical field. I embrace all of the um, like oils and herbs and things like that. For me, that's how I've been living my life for many years. Like I, when something is wrong with me, I go to you know what we call like the naturist here, and um, I go there and I'm like, hey, I have this problem, and they're like, oh, drink this tea or you know. <laughs> and I mean, and if I go to the pharmacy and I said I have a headache, they'll give me you know ibuprofen or something, right? But so, I, but they're the same way. So even though they're not like pharmacies, <laughs> I can go there, and I've learned a lot about that. Usually, almost always, my re- the remedies work. I guess what I'm saying is, do you feel like that some of the kind of more standard health system type of doctors? that they're open to that or is there still kind of like a closed viewpoint of, of like it's just this way it really varies from doctor to doctor I, I i've come across some that they're right everyone else is wrong uh they won't even listen to another doctor i've got clients who have said the same thing it's their way or the highway you've got a problem you have to go on the pill or whatever medication that's it full stop you don't have any further discussion rights or anything um i've also come across doctors who are open-minded and i've come across and these are my personal experiences as well um i've even had nurses midwives and doctors contact me to ask me you know what is this charting thing can you point me to resources can you point me to the evidence that shows it works which is great i've even had i I turned up to my own doctor um for what well women checks i have PCOS is my underlying condition, but it's been symptom-free since I learned everything I've been um, having met in my life. And, you know, she was like, how do you know it's under control? I was like, well, I've got my blood sugar level charts here. This is my chart. And she'd not seen a symptothermal chart before, but she was really interested. And she was like, talk me through this. So I was explaining, you know, the basics. I said, as you can see here, I ovulate regularly. I have regular 29-day cycles. I have a good length luteal phase. It's consistently 13, 14 days long. My blood sugar levels are stable. I don't have acne anymore. Um, You know, I'm not losing any more hair up here or gaining down here. So I could show her that because I massage wounds externally as well. I know where mine sits. So when I had to have my um, smear test or pap smear woman over there and because of the body literacy it was so much less painful because I was like okay I know I've got a high cervix so you need the extra long speculum by the way I'm slightly retroverted and she's to the left and Uh she was in and out including putting in the speculum and taking it out in I think between six and eight seconds and she got the sample and I didn't feel it wow I was in no pain afterwards and that was a really open doctor and she said this is amazing I did not know that you know I've never had anyone connect all the dots but it's obvious when you think about it and if anyone's listening who's thinking well that's not my doctor you can shop around for a better doctor I'm in the UK you still have the right for a second opinion you might have to travel to a different surgery you might have to ask see another doctor but it, it really is worth going around and finding one who will listen to you, who will give you the time. I know some people have to travel in the States because they can't find one within their network or whatever. Uh-huh. But 
I think it's the time for us all to advocate for better healthcare for ourselves yeah. um, and, and find a doctor that will listen to you because eventually the ones who don't listen to people and the more we listen to our bodies and we're like, okay, they've given me something and it's, it's not working. So I'm going to see someone else. Mm-hmm. They're going to find people avoid seeing them <laughs> unless right. it's you know, really, really urgent. So, yeah. But there's also like this kind of weird thing going on in the United States with women's healthcare and they're trying to, not allow people to have contraception and they're attacking Planned Parenthood and all of these There's things. politicians in the UK saying the same thing here as well. Yeah, I just don't get it. Why can't everybody just be happy and take care of themselves? Yeah. <laughs> have like basic rights. <laughs> so. you know, uh, I thought it was rather telling. There was something like, uh, there's, there was a picture that went viral. I can't remember how many, it was like a, a group of white men, uh-huh. o- older men more senior signing legislation on women's health right reproductive yes. health i've just seen something like that, that recently <laughs> there was not one woman present and not even anybody from other ethnicities or anything yeah it was just how, how are they representative of the people they're signing the bill on the behalf of yeah yeah that's a whole oh gosh the whole politics is but i don't even understand why women's health is is part of politics that i can't even i can't even wrap my head around that one politics are another discussion and too much of a heated topic but i will reiterate that i don't think a bunch of old men who don't have wombs should be worried about our wombs Thank you so much for joining me today. I know that everybody who's listening is going to learn so much. I learned so much. I feel so much more informed now, and I wish I would have known this 20 years ago or 30 years ago. <laughs> so. I wish someone had told you 30 years ago. It's been great chatting. Yeah, but the work that you're doing, I think, is just amazing. So um, thank you so much for really spending time and talking to me and the whole and everyone who's listening about all of these issues. So do you want to just leave your uh, tell everyone your website or anywhere else that they could find you? Yeah, it's really easy. Everything's thehealthyroom.com. All my social media handles are at The Healthy Room. Um, I've got a Facebook group. I've got a ton of free resources in the group and on my uh, website, all linked with women's health. Um, I've got a very extensive blog, um, which answers most people's questions. So yeah, feel free to dig in. Okay. And so I will put all of that information in the show notes. And thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today in the second part of the interview with Rachel, also known as the Period Whisperer. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and please leave a review. Until next time.